Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Full Throttle. Greg Haynes here. Pleased to say that we're back in a more civilized environment for the recording of this week's show. I was in Bologna Airport last week on a telephone call with James Whittam, but... Back in a normal place. This weekend, it is, of course, British Superbike time once again on the glorious, glorious Brands Hatch Grand Prix circuit in Kent, one of the finest motorcycle circuits in the world. And a double header of chats coming up for you over the next half hour or so. We've got Jake Dixon, second in the championship and a Knock Hill race winner on the line, and Shaky Byrne, the recovering reigning champion himself. Shaky's on the line for us first as he gives us an update on his condition from his home. Well, Shaky, good to have you on the line. How are you feeling? That's the important question. How are you feeling? Well, do you know what? All in all, I guess I'm not feeling too bad at all. Um, I guess if I was an aeroplane, I'd be stuck in a holding pattern right now, circling an airport, because oh, that's kind of how I feel with the, uh, with the injury. You know, I've got to wait until the end of this month to have another, another CT scan done, and then, uh, yeah, we'll get the next... Uh, the next kind of prognosis from there, it's um, it's quite frustrating because in myself, I feel, you know, okay. I'm like sleeping a bit better now and everything's feeling a little bit better, but you just, you just don't know, you know, my neck's, uh, my neck's sort of solid in this halo, so I can't move it even if I wanted to. So there's no, I, I don't have no idea of how I really are, how I really am. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like a visual thing you can see gradually getting better, is it? No, exactly. I mean, you know, if you've got a cut on your arm or, you know, you've kind of got a bone that you can kind of mobilize straight away afterwards, you know, you have a good a good idea of where you're at and, and how things are feeling. And, you know, you can go and get some laser treatment done and, and do whatever else. I mean, I'm mean, laser treatment upon laser treatment and hyperbaric chamber upon hyperbaric chamber to, to try and do the best I can. Um, it's just that I won't know how that's going until I get to this um, CT scan at the end of the month. So... Yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know, I'm just counting down the days, really, and really, really hopeful that they pass as soon as possible. So do you know how long you have to keep the halo in for? Well, that's the difficult thing. Um, a lot depends on this CT scan at the end of the month. They'll do the they'll do the scan, and then the doctor will look at it, and then, you know, we'll, we'll take a view from there, because there's a, there's a chance that if things aren't going to plan, we're going to have to fuse the neck, but... The neck could take three to six months to fuse, apparently, um, and that for me is a complete disaster anyway. So, uh, just got to be just got to be a little bit positive at the minute and just hope that um, you know all of the work that I have done, you know, in these past sort of eight weeks or whatever it's been, has been you know for for the good, if you know what I mean. And uh, you know, the doctor will look at the scan results and say, oh, that's a little bit better. You know, maybe we take the halo off and you know just just start some gentle gentle physiotherapy, but. Um, it's difficult. It's, it's a really, really tough one to call. Um, if I had my own CT scanner, I would have been CT scanning it every day. But uh, yeah. unfortunately, you can't, you can't just go and buy one of them. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll get to the end of the month and see where we're at. 
without being too uh, philosophical or going too deep here, has this made you, this phase of your life, is it making you look differently at things in general or taking a different view, you know, because you have got so much time to just sit around thinking about stuff? Well, do you know what the frustrating thing is, Greg? I'm not ready to, to finish racing. Um, yeah. And I'm not so sure that I'm ready to, you know, for life after racing either. Yeah. Um, you know, it kind of it kind of feels like uh, at the moment, you know, I got brought a train set and someone's gone and stolen it. And uh, mm. until I get that train set back, I don't really know where I'm at. So it's uh, it's a tricky one. You know, I feel that there's there's still plenty more to come from from me as a rider. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of little challenges that I always set myself, and you know, I'm particularly hard on myself. You know, no matter what happens. Um, and as it stands at the minute, I just I just don't know which way I'm going to be turning. You know, if I was a sat nav system, I'd be completely lost right now because yeah. I have no idea um, in the sort of short to midterm where where my life's going to go at the minute. And that's one of the most frustrating situations I think you can put anybody in, especially somebody as driven as me, because you know I want to I want to be in control of my own destiny, and I want to say. Oh, do you know what, Greg? I'll be back next year, or do you know what, Greg? I'll be back at the end of the season to test, or do you know what, Greg? I can't do it. Um, you know, if I do have a crash, it's going to be a flipping disaster, and you know, for that reason, I can't race no more. But I can't tell you either way, um, and and that's not because I don't want to. That's because I simply don't know myself, and you know, nothing's more frustrating, as I said, than uh, than being in that situation where you just don't know where you are. Um, you know, I'd love to say one way or the other. If I could say one way or the other, I'd be happy, and I could be able to you know, take it on the chin maybe and, and, and think about a way around, you know, the, the next step, if you like. But, uh, yeah, it, it really is as, um, as as kind of vague as it, as it sounds at the moment. I've got to wait until the end of the month, have the next CT scan. That will show if there's any growth or whatever around the neck. And, you know, if there's some growth, then, then that's a positive sign. Um, if there's no growth, obviously, that's a, a really, really bad sign. Um, you know, it's, I don't know. It, it's so 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 frustrating, and I'm and I'm sorry to sound like I'm I'm just kind of fobbing you off, but I genuinely am. I genuinely am stuck in this holding pattern. I've got no idea where I'm at at the minute. Yeah, no, Shane, you don't have to be sorry. I mean, it's just how it is, isn't it? I mean, what more can you do? You you've always been such an honest guy, and you obviously still are now. But yeah, I can't imagine how frustrating it is. I guess you've got people around you as well, haven't you? Family and friends telling you what the best is, and you just want to make your own decisions, don't you? Well, do you know what? My family and friends are, are all really, really supportive because they yeah. they, they kind of completely understand um, yeah. that the situation I'm in. You know, it, this might sound like um, you know interview talk, or it might sound like I'm just trying to you know brush around the outside of something that I actually know. But but the truth is, you know, for myself, for my children, for my wife, or you know my closest friends, you know, for the team, for the fans, for the series for Eurosport for whoever I, I simply don't know I, I really I genuinely don't know nothing until the end of the month and that's why it is such a as I said earlier on such a, a frustrating injury because you know I might get told at the end of the month look game's over um, go and lead a, a sort of relatively normal healthy life and you know you know you can just kind of crack on but don't race again or I might get told you know what you make an excellent progress. Let's um, let's see about putting in the next sort of stage of, you know, physio or kind of, you know, conditioning work to you know to, to bring you back to where you need to be. I mean, ultimately, I took a I took a big knock. I've got 
screws up and down my spine. I've got a titanium plate up through the back of it. I've got I've got a neck that's that's pretty second hand at the minute, and uh, the neck's the bit that's the, the problem. You know, the 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 spine, if you like, is all sort of Meccano like bolted back together. Um, you know, that that can't really go anywhere, even if it wants to. But the neck is just um, is, is just such a much more difficult thing to uh, to predict which way one or another is going to go. You know. It's a real modern-day Barry Sheen situation, isn't it, really? Yeah, well, like I said, you know, um, <laughs> my back, you know, if my, if my neck injury wasn't there and my, and my back was the only injury, then yeah. I'd think to myself, you know what, I'll leave, it in, um, I'll leave it in plates and screws until, you know, maybe Christmas time. I'll have the screws and everything removed, the plates taken out, you know, the bone would have calcified by then, everything will have been fine. We'll be good to go again. It won't be a drama. But the, the neck is the issue. Um, that's yeah. the thing that, that wasn't looking overly great when I was in, um, how long ago was I in? Probably a month ago. Yeah. But as I said, um, you know, I've done so much since that since that month in terms of like, you know, hyperbaric chamber, in terms of laser therapy, magnetic field therapy, you know, everything I can possibly do to, you know, to, to help things along the way I've done. So, it won't be that if I get to the end of this month and somebody says to me, look, honestly, it, it's game over. I won't never be able to sit and think, oh, why didn't I just try this? Or why didn't I just try that? Oh, yeah, I've literally done everything. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if I get to the end of the month and they say, yeah, no, no, let's crack on, then I can say, do you know what? I'm so glad I made so much effort to, you know, to, to put so much work into, into getting fixed up, you know? So it will be one or the other. Um, it will be elation or absolute, depression i should imagine when i uh, when i get to the hospital at the end of the month but it'll be one or the other and uh, i'm certainly hoping it'll be the elation one very very quickly shaky before we go it feels like you have such an irrelevant question now but did you watch not kill have you been keeping an eye on what's happening um do you know what honestly it's really this is going to sound really really stupid but i find it really really difficult to watch at the minute mm, um, it sounds understandable I, I kind of i kind of look at it and, and see the guys going around, but don't see me. Yeah. And I'm not used to that. Mm. You know, I've, it, this has been my life for the last 20 odd years, you know, and as I said, I'm not ready to, uh, I'm not ready to give up on this racing job yet, but, um, you know, sitting there watching it on TV without myself being on there is like really, really odd. Um, I watched a little bit of race one. I think it was, uh, I didn't see race two from knock Hill. Um, but yeah, I just like many of the fans on, on social media, it just, it didn't, doesn't seem right without me in it you know i'm kind of i'm yeah. looking for, for shaky burns to be coming through the pack or whatever and he just don't seem to be there so uh it's difficult to watch i'm not going to lie um i'd be much happier if i was talking about it and, and at least you know what i mean yes, at a race meeting course, and, and yeah. being a part of it but um yeah when i get a bit better then, then hopefully we can do a little bit of that as well yeah, that just proves to me though how much of a fan of the sport you really are and how much you really care because you're looking at it through the eyes of a fan aren't you when you do that well, yeah. I mean, it's it's difficult. Like I said, it's it's been my life. It's 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 all I know. It's the one thing in this world that I that I know and love. You know, yeah, if you yeah. ask me a comment to, about politics, or ask me about spinal surgery, or ask me about any any other you know non relevant you know mm. um, subject, I'd, I'd struggle to give you a, a valid answer. But you know, racing motorbikes is what I do. It's it's what I love, and you know, I love nothing more than than sort of watching a world superbike race or watching a MotoGP race but I love nothing more than being part of a BSB race so for me to watch a BSB race at the minute it's kind of 
kind of difficult. But yeah. I guess it's like uh, it's only because I love it so much. Do you know what I mean? I want to I want to be out there still. And as I said, I don't feel I don't feel like uh, I'll give them my all yet. I certainly don't feel ready to stop. But um, you know, should it be that it's my decision, you know, we'll, we'll make that decision when it comes. But I'm not so sure, um, you know, what what the outcome's going to be of this injury. And one way or another, we'll have to make a plan accordingly. Well, look, Shaky, thanks very much. I said five minutes. It's ended up being 11. And I know you're going to go and get in the shower now. So you go and have your shower and I'll speak to you really soon. No worries. Cheers, Greg. Good to talk to you. You feel desperately, desperately sorry, don't you, for Shaky? It's uh, like a lot of us involved in racing. I think it's fair to say you like to be in control of your own destiny, but particularly particularly the riders and uh, a six-time champion like Shaky Burn. So fingers crossed, crossed toes and everything else, that Shaky will at least be back in the paddock in one form or other as soon as possible and hopefully on a motorcycle. Well, one rider who was almost off a motorcycle at Knock Hill last time out was Jake Dixon, a monumental moment coming out of Clark Corner, but he saved it and he went on to finish second behind Leon Haslam and a second and a first on one weekend ain't bad going at all. He's now up to second in the championship and ahead of Bradley Ray. We've caught up with Jake as well. Hi, I'm Rachel Stringer and I hope you're loving Full Throttle. Don't forget to watch me and the BSB team on Eurosport and the Eurosport player. And Jake joins us now on the line. Jake, first of all, how are you? What are you up to today? Well, literally, as we speak, we are just going into Manchester to watch the football. <laughs> oh, really? OK, yeah, because obviously anyone watching this, uh, anyone listening to this back, this is actually on last Wednesday. So, yeah, by then, Jake, we'll know whether we won or not. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully we do anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's hope so. Well, uh, Knock Hill then, talking of uh, football and great saves, what about your great save coming out of Clark Corner? That was a scary moment, but a great save. Yeah, definitely. And it was one of them one of them moments that uh, I could have done without, really. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't wasn't ideal. But, uh, yeah, we, we got our head back down and uh, started to catch everybody. Uh, or catch Leon and uh, yeah that's what we did Going into the weekend Jake was it fair to say after the great double win last year your first win and then your second win on the same day there was a little bit of pressure on you? Um, no I just take it as every round I want to win and uh, funny enough it just come back back in, at that track so uh, yeah I think yeah. I feel like we found a bit with what we was lacking in and uh yeah, we, we obviously all put it all together at Knock Hill and it, and it helped. So I think I can do it at any track I go to, but uh, just for some reason that everything's clicked there and I think hopefully that'll be the ball rolling and we can have uh, a lot more wins. And you've been with this team for a while now. You obviously know each other so well, but do you, can you still feel progress is being made and the team are all just getting better and better working together all the time? Because it looks that way from the outside. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've got new personnel in the team this year. Uh, I've, obviously, some members are still the same, but uh, I, well, two of them. My, I've got a different electronics guy and uh, another mechanic that's uh, different to, to last year. And uh, no, the team's working fantastic. Everyone knows what they're doing, and uh, yeah, we're all just gelling as the season goes on. And obviously, I've got a great uh, relationship with my crew chief, Glenn Richards, and he really understands me. 
It's something we've seen actually before, isn't it? Like if you look at the World Superbike Championship, you've got Andrew Pitt and Alex Lowe's working together, Perry Reba with Jonathan Ray and many others in Britain as well. It does seem like having an, a rider as your crew chief, you do seem to have that connection immediately. Do you find that with Glenn as well? Yeah, definitely. He, he understands what I need and, and what I'm saying from the minute I come in because he's, he's been a rider himself and he's, he's been feeling them things that I feel. So uh, it makes the job a lot easier. What about away from the track, Jake? Do you, obviously, you seem to do a lot of motocross and things like that with James Whittam. It's just a passion for you, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I, I love what I do and uh, I'm obviously blessed to, to be able to do what I do and uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. And uh, yeah, like I say, we, we uh, obviously do a lot of riding in the week, me and Wit, and uh, it's good fun. We have, we have a laugh as well. And we've seen, you know, the last year or two, away from the track, things can be difficult at times, like they can for all of us sometimes. But what's the racing like for you? Do you find it can be a distraction or is it actually something that can motivate you positively to keep going in other areas of your life? Um, I, I, I don't know, really. I just, just massive, massive uh, passion for it, I suppose. Yeah. So. It just seems like you're such a strong character, though. Is that true to say? <laughs> I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to think so. It does seem like it, though, because, you know, sometimes you see certain riders on the TV and they're not always quite, you know, you meet them in real life and they're not quite how they come across. You seem to be exactly what you are on the TV, which I think is quite a nice thing. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's too many people that put on a, a massive act off of the TV and, and uh, when, when yeah. it actually comes to it, they're not actually like that. So I just like to be who I yeah. am. And if what you see is what you get from me. If what you see on the TV is definitely what you get in in person as well. So yeah, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I'm quite true to myself. Yeah, def definitely seems like that way. Okay, so championship-wise this year, it's interesting. We had Whitam on the show last week. He obviously knows you very well, good friends, commentates on you all the time as well. He seems to get the impression that this year you're not talking quite so much about wins and podiums anymore, but the championship. Is that fair? Yeah, definitely. I feel like. Now we're in a in a position to to really take the challenge to to the likes of Leon and uh, and and take and take it to him every round. And uh, I feel like I've brushed up in the areas that I needed to, and uh, I've got control of of my emotions when I ride. And uh, I think that's definitely helped. Is it intimidating sometimes when you've got guys like I don't know Leon Haslam, Shaky Byrne when he's around around you? I mean they've obviously been around the block once or twice, haven't they? They know what they're doing. Or is everyone just everyone for himself and it doesn't really matter who you're up against? To be fair, they're, they're only human beings at the end of the day and they're, yeah. the same as, they're the same as me and you and they breathe, they mm. eat and uh, they do all, all what not the same. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't see them as a, as a threat or, or a threatened by them in any sort of way. Because I don't know what this is like and I never will, but do you know when you first come into British Superbikes and you have got a lot of these... A lot of them are national celebrities, aren't they, around you. Is that a bit strange at first, that you're actually on the same grid as them now after watching them on the TV and hearing about them for all these years? Yeah, definitely. I used to, I've, I've grown up as a kid watching the likes of Leon and Shaky, but uh, yeah, it's, it's weird when you first ride with them, but uh, you soon get used to it and, and you soon want to beat them. So, yeah, it's just like, it's like anybody, if you got on the track with Mark Marquez or Valentino Rossi, you'd want to do the same, you'd want to beat yeah. them and... Uh, and yeah. you would want to do the best that you can possibly do on the day. 
What about podium credits now, Joe? Because this is something else Whit was saying the other day. You, you know, you're closing in on in the championship. You're up to second now ahead of Brad Ray, which is great news for you. Although Leon, I think it's about 16, 17 points ahead in podium credits. That's going to be the focus, I guess, now. Yeah, to be fair, I'm just going to go to every round and, and try and win races from now on or, and, or at least be on the podium because at the end of the day, that's where the podium credits lie and, and, and yeah. count at the end of the day. It doesn't matter what the gap is from me to Leon in the championship because it all changes when it comes to the final three rounds anyway it's how close you are in the showdown points and that's what matters yeah and it's going to be with us isn't it before we know it first of all though this weekend we've got Brands Hatch home track for you of course from uh, from Dover not too far at all from Brands is it what's the key to use a Charlie Hiscock question what's the key to a fast lap around there <laughs> um, to be smooth and hit your apex it's just like anywhere really it's one of them that if you're smooth you're going to go fast and if you try too hard you're not going to go so fast so always try to be smooth and uh, hit your apexes do you actually enjoy it though is it one of your favourites Brands has been I've had some good I've had some wins there I've had some podiums there so yeah it's like it's like any track Uh, it's got a really unique feeling to that track and uh, yeah I just want to go there and bring it to the crowd and uh, show them what we're made of finally Jake obviously we're getting closer and closer to the end of the season all the time what's the deal with testing in BSB perhaps for people listening in who don't know quite so well have you got many tests coming up now before the end of the year Uh, we're just planning on trying to do a evening test at Cadwell Park before we go there Right. And as well, we're doing planning to do a test at uh, Aston as well before we go there as well. So we've got a few things in the pipeline, right. and I think that's definitely going to help um, help our progress for when we go to them tracks. And uh, yeah, like I say, we we'll work away and keep chipping away and uh, chip away to that end goal. Yeah, because I guess the thing is with BSB, with the way the showdown works, there's just never anything guaranteed, is there really, till the very last moment? Yeah, that's it. It's all to play for it, and it always is in BSB, and you've only got to see how tight it is every every round. But uh, like I say, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing, focus on what we're doing every round and uh, not get wrapped up in what anyone else is doing. So, yeah can't wait just before you go I was just wondering Jake because Whittam's always commentated on you and talking about you I just wondered if you had anything you wanted to say back to him on the airwaves me and Whit have obviously such a a good time when we go and he's such a good bloke and uh, he tries to help me all all the time that he can but yeah it's good alright but I'll let you go because it sounds like you're going to get swallowed up in chaos so have a good one and uh, let's see how this match turns out (laughs) no worries thank you for your time cheers Jake see you later thank you bye 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 Well, you listening to this on Monday will know a lot better than I do right now as I record the end of this show. Just what happened to England versus Croatia that night. Complete chaos, wasn't it, by the sounds of things where Jake Dixon was there. But stay tuned then to the British Superbike Championship live on Eurosport 2 and the Eurosport player. All of the BSB action and the support races coming up over the weekend, followed by BSB Extra with all of the other support action that's not shown in the live show. But don't forget, new for this year, we do have extra coverage on Eurosport. Many of the support races that are happening while we are live on air with the build-up to BSB and the rundown from BSB, you can still watch those support races live on the Eurosport player. So have a look at that as well. But Matt and the guys will all be there at Brands Hatch and we'll see you on screen this weekend. Thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.